Testing my urethra. Don't, you don't Testing do a lizard in my urethra. Oh, God. The lizard in the mooch in the morning. The lizard, ah, uh, el lizardo. <laughs> <laughs> you were sticking your, t- were you just sticking your tongue out? I want to see if it's red from the lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You do that. realize we're all here on Christmas, right? What? We're and all here on fucking Christmas. We have nothing Christmas. to do, yes. This is awesome. I, I thought we'd be alone in here. We actually have an audience. I have dreamed. Uh, this is my dream. We'll talk is about it in a second. Are you, and fifteen people in the fucking chat. Who says we we are we are fucking I don't know something? What we, are. we are. Are you guys ready to do a Christmas show? Yeah. Ho. Uh, uh, oh. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion, even on Christmas Day, because we're fucking dedicated. And we're recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, friend of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts. Hi. I'm Kathy. And I am Count Boogie, and I couldn't figure out uh, if if the fact that they're here is dedication to the show, or they're just as big a losers. <laughs> that one, the second are. one, is what it is. Sorry, it was, guys. It really but. was a lot, but it is great having some people down here and, yeah. and being able to do a show on it's Christmas. Nice. We're also, Monday falls on uh, New Year's Day, too, so we'll see if anyone shows up to that. But we promised them s'mores. Who? Uh, you promised who s'mores? The s'mores. That's why they're here. They're oh, here I- for us. <laughs> I bought new whole packages of making s'more stuff, and so we have the fire pit in the threshold lobby, oh, and some right, fondue yeah. sticks and marshmallows and little chocolate propane gra- on the little mushroom- pro- little marshmallows. propane flavored <laughs> s'more. But uh, they say <laughs> that it's uh, that it's actually cool. But this is actually I, I got to admit it's it's bittersweet excitement because my whole life. Uh, I have always dreamed of doing shows on holidays, like on Christmas, for people that, like, well, they don't have family around or whatever, they're out of town, or, or they're fucking losers like me, and or people don't like them, or whatever, and so I wanted to always make that, like, kind of, you know, Christmas celebration, not celebration for Christmas, but just a get-together yeah. for people, because a lot of people get upset, and so I always fantasized about it. I did not fantasize about it being this small. In your mind, it was a large. In my mind, there was like <laughs> fifty thousand people, and you know, David Bowie was going to perform, and you know, maybe Marilyn Manson and David Bowie do a duet, like an anti-Christmas hail Satan, you know, kind of wow, thing. That's pretty sad so, that this is what it's come to. Well, I but so you just you got to start small. You know, forty-nine years old. This is the first one. S'mores over propane. S'mores over propane. Maybe next uh, next year we'll have a. Uh, Eight people, and uh, there'll be some nipple clamps or something. Hey. We'll get it pretty good. So yeah. what's going on? What did you do? What did you suffer through? I did traditional holiday things, which Lame. I got to tell you has me just exhausted and stressed. And it was nice parts of it being with family, but I'm not used to doing the, the, the whole thing. And I found myself just, people would look at me and want to toast. Hey, it's toast with me. I'd go, ah, bomb. <laughs> toast? <laughs> Toasted. Like the, sourdough? Toast or the... 
wow, are you that out of it? Like, like drink. They d- yes. they can't just say, hey, take a shot with me. It's got to, hey, have a t- have is a that the denial of alcoholics in modern family days? No, that's what normal people do, apparently. Hey, I wouldn't let's know, toast. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It was just, uh, it was nice, nice being with family, but I don't like the holidays. I just don't. It's always forced. It's having to do things I don't really want to do, having to buy presents I don't really want to buy. I don't want to spend money. And it's a, it's just a, a big stress time for me. So so it's it good to come to the show. I was like, I got to go. I got to record gotta a podcast. They're all, oh, that's so sad. You got to record them all. Yeah, it's so sad. Okay, got to go. Got to go. Yeah. Got to dedicate. We got listeners out there all over the world. Don't celebrate. Waiting. Even though it's a recorded show, technically, yeah, I'm sure we could have done this on another day. But it's our dedication yeah. to the listeners. Is that what it is? That's what makes this important. It's not that we don't have anything better it's to do? It's not. No. Well, no. Uh, Mew uh, and I, I, I surprised her once she got home. She had a little research thing uh, she did. Uh, and, uh, and our Christmas celebration was pretty much I put her in a shower. Um, she laid down for a nap. Um, I got a little rapey. She begged me to let her sleep. I didn't let her sleep. Rape on Christmas is <clears throat> little, always a good little thing. Christmas rape. Yes. And uh, and then she got into it, and she, well, she kind of knows that you know she doesn't have a choice. It's called a power exchange, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I took it, and uh, so uh, that was literally I gave her my Christmas sausage, and that was about the. Uh, the celebration. Do you see what I did there? Do you see? Oh, oh, oh. She's Christmas laughing. sausage. That's right. Oh, that's right. She bad. felt Santa's giant hanging left ball wrap around her labia. It was mm. good times. It was good times. God. Fucking ride the sleigh, it's bitches. so disgusting. Ow, ow. For blam. Just picture it, you know, fucking reindeer running left and right, you know, just, ah. Santa's whipped out his giant Santa balls. Get out of the way. Stop it, Unger. Save yourself. Please, what did you do on uh, your Christmas? He has balloons. Oh, no. Oh, God. What did I do win? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you give him those balloons? Hello, Unger. Hello, Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Helium it's Unger. It's a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> did you wow. have a good Christmas? <laughs> I was okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good. Wow, that thing went away quick. <laughs> well, we went and did some vid- we did some zoo video on uh, the weekend. I had all these balloons. <laughs> and so I'm like, here you go, Unger. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Have fun. Still haven't done the research on whether that's ultimately bad I for you. It is bad for, bad for you. Oh, okay, that's what I kind of figured because yeah, it it's a gas. And you're, you're, in, you're, you're it, basically you're not allowing oxygen to your brain because you're inhaling heli- hydrogen or helium, helium instead yeah. of oxygen. See, I kind of figure that makes sense, that it's bad. Mm-hmm. But thank you very yeah. much, Unger, for doing Did it. Did you have a good Christmas? Oh, it was okay. Yeah. See? Yeah. Very anticlimactic. You yeah. know what was cool, though? What? The, the, uh, no, that wasn't the day before. It was two days before. Saturday, um, Ogre's. It was Ogre's hook pool party. That's right. And uh, I saw and, the pictures. And he had there that. pictures? Uh, my Michelle posted pictures. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was she here. It was a very small group of people. They just wanted people that were into uh, hook pulls. How did that go? Um, it went well. I mean, with the holidays, a lot of people couldn't make it who would have liked to. Um, we and basically kind of kept it to hook pulls or kind of more intense blood play. Um, some people did a flesh removal. Some people did some suturing and uh, stuff with that. But for the most part, part it was hook pulls. We had some people who had never done them before. And a few people who were very experienced, so 
It was kind of good. Um, people who had never done it before were flying high the next day still, which oh, is good, normal. Good, very good. Did you have um, to check in with everybody? I only really checked in with the two that were new. Oh. Well, that's, that's a good, good host. That's really good. That's a good host. But, but I knew that they'd never done it before, and I knew that they may not have somebody checking in with them. Uh, everybody else did. I knew they would have somebody checking in with them. It's a good host. Excellent. I also I, feel guilty. I'm like, shit, when I host shit. <laughs> you don't do shit. You throw I'm the like, food unless the I'm doing something with you. If I'm doing something with you, then of course I'm going to check in. Well, on actually, you. The, the, the ones that had never done it before, I actually put their hooks in. Oh, okay, so th- so you were the top. Okay. Yeah. Well, did, so you're not as fucking Prince Charming. But you no. did something, didn't you, Boogie? Well, this was, this was what was really cool about this. So um, both my girls, Mew and Bunny, um, Bunny's very into needles. Um, Mew, as we've talked about on the show, got over her giant phobia of needles. And so she's tolerant of needles because she can now do it. It's more of a challenge um, than it is like an entire um, play, super spacey things. There have been a couple times, I think, where we've done uh, needles uh, on her and uh, and she did get spacey and really enjoy it. But in general, it's kind of like a challenge tolerance to keep up her game because, you know, once she gets to med school, they're going to be poking each other all the time, you know, experimenting. So she just wants to kind of keep that energy up because if we go too long without her doing some needles, then some of that fear comes back in. So we kind of know mm-hmm. we have to do it a little. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that. Rel- yeah, relatively regular to keep that. And that may go on for a little while and there's nothing wrong with that. And we have fun. So, but Bunny's like giant fucking pincushion needle whore. Um, <laughs> maybe not super needle whore, but um, she's really into it. And I said, hey, I know obviously a 12 gauge hook is not going into either of you this evening. Um, so what if we did a needle pull, which you can do. And that's for, for people who don't want to, aren't ready to step up to the larger gauge or, you know, the intensity that's but involved. You should in probably that. explain what a needle pull <clears throat> is or even a, a needle pull is similar to a hook pull. And to explain a hook pull longer. Okay. So one of the things that kind of worried some of the people who were there for the first time and had never actually done a hook pull they didn't realize how the hooks were put in. They thought we you just jab the hook through their skin. Right. I'm like, no, you use a 12 gauge piercing needle. It's a body piercing needle, not a not a play needle. So you basically a needle without a hub, and you put that in. It's just like getting body piercing, really. So you put a 12 gauge needle in. They put the hook in the in through it and slide it through, and then now you've got the hook in you. Uh, and then once you have the hook, and they're basically just big fish hooks, uh, 12 gauge fish hooks. About an inch wide at that point. We tried to do some eights, but the ones that I had were ones I bought from somebody, and they were not ground properly, um, so we couldn't use them. Eights are really thick. Yeah, yeah. eights are like just a few away from like a railroad spike. <laughs> Come <laughs> it's on, kinda. the slight exaggeration. <laughs> not not much. I mean, the the like you guys have seen me put the nail in my nose. Eights are very short of the, just just shy of that. Okay. Yeah. So it's, they're it's, they're like nails. Um, so once you have the hooks in, you then tie them off to something. We use paracord generally, um, and then we put carabiners on them, and then we, we either hook the carabiner to something, or we hook them to each other's, or we put them on a ring, and a bunch of us pull, all kinds of things we can do. But when you're pulling on your skin with the hooks. 
basically. Okay. Yeah. And you did it with So now with needles, it's it's this similar concept except the needle is shaped differently. The yep. needle is just a straight thing with that plastic and the hypodermic end. So um to make it even for them, which I was actually very proud of because I had never done this and they agreed to let me do it, so I knew I couldn't fuck this up. So I <laughs> wanted to make it even, so I put um just I used 21. So for those of you that don't know, the higher gauge the needle, the actually the thinner the needle is. Yeah. So an eight gauge is like super thick, or a six is like you know just a fucking shove an arm in a hole. Um, <laughs> but as you go up, when you start to get into the teens and then the twenties, when you give blood, uh, usually that's a twenty-two, like a butterfly needle. That's usually like a twenty-two or a twenty-one. So I was going to put twenty-ones in them, which is about what they do when you get shots and stuff at the doctors. So you put the the piercing in up in the top of the chest, just above each of the breasts. So it's kind of even. And then what I did is I just took yarn and I just wrapped around one and knotted it and then made a little line to the other one and wrapped around and knotted it. So if you pulled on the middle, they're now attached. If you pulled on the middle, then it's pulling equally on on both needles. Mm -hmm. And so then I did the same thing where I got the little carabiners and I made another string. So you did this on both of them or just did Well, I did on each of them. I made the little rig with the two on each and then I connected them both together with that and then let them pull. And so it was a very you know I really I I really wanted this to be a good experience from them because Bunny's been in finals and often doing all of her crazy stuff and and there there hasn't been a lot of time together and a lot of connections so I was really we're trying to do things to kind of reground ourselves and find that connection and obviously what is interesting about the poles is obviously it's scary because your flesh is being pulled away from you. And most people have an instinct to not to do that. So <laughs> when all of a sudden someone is now in charge of ripping needles through your flesh, um, there needs to be a lot of trust. There needs to be a lot of working together because everyone's pain tolerance is different. So now you have two people. It's met, it's you know basically bottom to bottom um, are now creating that pain for each other. So they have to work together. That's what's connecting yeah. about it. Actually, when you're when you're doing hook pulls, the the rule is the person that has the hooks in them are the ones in charge of what's happening. Okay, right. Um, so even we had people who were in a dynamic where. You had a top and bottom together, but if the top's holding it and the bottom is the one that's hooked, they're the ones that are actually the ones technically in control and should be controlling right. how much pressure is being used. Um, sometimes it doesn't work that way, but that's generally at, at larger hook pull events, especially. That's how it goes. So when there's two, when there's two, you're and kind you of guys both are each playing off in each charge. Other. You guys are both in charge. Okay, yeah, you're playing okay. off each and other. And you're, yeah, you're falling into it, trusting each other, and working with each other. If it gets too much, then you move forward. You move toward them as well. Okay, and, and you guys did that. And, you and so that's what they did. And here's where, and I got so excited um, because a, I I set it up <laughs> correctly. I was really glad I didn't fuck it up. And b. I had them sit together. I had them hold hands, and I said, "Okay." And I, you know, do my little, you know, yoga, you know, positive affirmation stuff. I do, uh, and tried to get them to relax and breathe, and just hold hands and like look at each other a little bit. And then when they started pulling, instantly the "Holy shit, I'm responsible for this person, and this person's responsible for me" starts to happen, and they just got very slow. 
and you could i mean you can't even see the increments at which they moved like it was so finite the amount of that they had to kind of work together and they looked at each other you know and of course mew uh being a little more sadistic than bunny uh, was very much enjoying Bunny's uh, facial expressions <laughs> when it was painful. Um, and Mew's a little bit more of a masochist than Bunny, So, but Bunny's more into the needles. So Bunny was very, just got very into, she felt like the connection. She's all, oh my gosh, I, could f- I, I like imagined I could feel the heartbeat through this and, and sh- like I was tethered to her. Uh, and And I just kind of started getting quiet and after a while I just... I said, I'm just going to shut up now um, and let them kind of have that. And I thought they would do this for five minutes, and they did about 25 minutes. Wow. Just pulling back and forth until, you know, Bunny started getting a little cramp in her back. And I just sat over there, and I just kind of watched two people that I care very much just work together. And it was it was actually, it was, it was pretty amazing. It wow. Was, yeah, it was really cool. And right. then we took it out, and then... Uh, they both bled, and of course, you know, Mew fucking <laughs> got chick boner and fucking licked the blood. She's like, Daddy, can you lick my blood? And it ran all down her, and I'm like, yeah. And so I lick her blood, and that's not my thing, but I do it because it's kind of hot. And uh, and then, but, you know, she literally, Bunny starts to bleed, and she's like, hand. Bunny's like, go ahead. And so she's like, <laughs> and uh, she's a little fucking vampire. But it was pretty that's cool. Great. I got to admit. Was, You're going to have to do another one of those parties again, Unger. Um, yes, and I'd also like to kind of do one that's more open and actually get more of a hook pole mm-hmm. community built in the LA area. That's great. Um, but I, this one was good because there are people who are brand new to it coming in, experiencing it. They're now, excuse the pun, hooked and uh, interested in did, doing did more. Did he just say they're hooked? Yeah, that's he did. That's <laughs> pun. <laughs> Uh, you just ruined Christmas for someone. <laughs> like literally, doing. someone was just like, "It's not so bad. It's not so bad." Oh, uh, that's it. It's my thing. <laughs> it <laughs> is his thing. <laughs> ruined Christmas. Do you want to split up, uh, Potato Man? Uh, yeah, we can. Life? Yeah, okay. let's go into Fed Life. Fed Life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king shaming world. Friends. It's totally the friend. It's like a friend's theme song, isn't it? It's It's more like a 60s up, up and away. I I just picture 90s sitcom when I wrote that. I stuck in my head all night. (laughs) (laughs) Now you've done it to Especially since I have balloons. He's got one, two, three, four more balloons. We're going to hear a lot of squeaky younger. Until he has an aneurysm. (laughs) 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 Usually when I pass out, I get up pretty quick. Oh, Oh, usually. Okay. (laughs) Usually. All right. So today's post is called Polly Doesn't Want a Cracker. <laughs> From I see. Ah, I know where this I is do, going. Ah, do you know where this that, is going? Yeah, that's a okay. pun. Uh, it's written by What is a Scamp? And here's what she says I have been in threesomes. I have been the unicorn. Each time I felt lost, jealous, insecure, or hurt. I truly do not get enjoyment out of it. I will never see the appeal of being with other people. This may be shocking to some, offensive to others, but I don't want anyone but the man I love. Why does kink have to equal Polly? Why do I get looked down upon as lame and boring because I won't fuck other people? 
As much as poly people are screaming for acceptance in the world, there's a meek voice pleading for you to accept me too, just as I am. Well, okay then. Hmm. What, what's up? <laughs> Tapping. <laughs> Tapping of the hands here. Uh, <laughs> ah. Ah. Where do we go with this? Well, I mean, personal experience of, you know, decades of trying monogamy and, and not having it uh, work as much as I gallantly tried to. Um, this is... Kathy, I have a lot of mixed feelings here. Me too. Um, the first feeling that I have is um, there are monogamous people in this lifestyle. And yes, they also are the, mon- the minority. Yes. Um, but they are there. Um, I can also say, at least in our community, I've never experienced somebody looking down on someone who's actually monogamous or wants to be monogamous. We do have some monogamous couples, and they only play with each other. They've been together for years. Um, so my first question is, is is it true that nobody in this person... Because I don't know what community this person's from. I don't know if this is a judgmental, shitty community, or is it just... Because there's frustration at the fact that there's not really a lot of monogamous people uh, in in her community that maybe she's projecting that everyone's judging her and maybe not everyone is judging her. I, I don't know. I, I'm not like I said, I'm not in her community, um, but I don't see it here. I don't see that judgment here. Right. I, I, I don't think it's so much. What I've seen and in my experience is that people, I don't think the people look down on monogamous people. I think that we tend to be very judgmental of the state of monogamy. I, and I think because uh, I, I, and the, and I, God, I really hate using these fucking terms, but I don't know how else to say this. In the outside world, in the vanilla world, I as a poly person am very much in the minority. Sure. And I have lived there all my life. So for me, it is. A fucking revelation to come into a community in which most people are poly, and I'm loving it. I can only imagine what it's like to do the reverse, to come in, be monogamous, love kink, but have every almost 90% of the people there be polyamorous, and you're the odd man out. Or poly play, or poly. We have a lot of people that are poly play, but they're not polyamorous. They don't have multiple relationships. Yes. They may give spankings or whatever, but they don't fuck everybody. And that's an excellent distinction. Yeah, we have a lot of people that are sexually monogamous um, in their, their relationships, but they do maybe they'll have different play. Yeah, with different and to people. be clear, so she's talking about being polyamorous. I have like no idea relationships. What, yes, I don't know what her stance is on polyplay. Um, most people have no problem with it, but there are those who say, "I'm not only am I monogamous, but I don't want my partner playing with anybody else sure. either." And I know people who are like that, and they come here and they have a great time. But you're going to have trouble in this community, no matter where you are, uh, because your your pool just got smaller and smaller. If you say, "I don't." Want you fucking anybody else? I don't want you playing with anybody else. I think um, some of the things that she talked about, um, and Mew had mentioned this today, and it's something we've said before and has been said in in many groups, um, there's a lot of jealousy and monogamy, too. Yeah. So if, if somebody has a lot of issues with jealousy... Having a monogamous relationship doesn't mean you're going to be removed. The, the second he or she 
um, looks at someone else or does something else and you're challenged with that, um, you're going to be jealous. You're going to have those feelings then too. And that comes back to just like me, I got to be my own personal responsibility. My jealousies, my insecurities, those are about me. I mean, if somebody's giving evidence that they're being dishonest with you and that, you know, they're, they're not sticking with what, you know, you guys negotiated and stuff like that. When you see that evidence, obviously there's, there's valid reason to feel anger and jealousy because someone's being dishonest with you. But jealousy can happen in monogamy. Paper doll? Yeah, I just, I think what she was mentioning or what I understood is, is she's upset about being the third in a threesome. So being like the guest or the unicorn or whatever in that is a completely different experience. And if and that's not necessarily something I would equate to polyamory, that's that's just being in a threesome. And that can be a very like non-intimate experience if you're with people who just want to fuck you for the experience of having a third person in their bed. So that's to me like not necessarily a relationship structure. Um, so if she knows what she wants and she wants a, a solo partner. I don't think anyone's going to judge anyone for saying this is what I want. But if you if you go dating people who are polyamorous and then getting mad and that they didn't want to be yeah, that's not gonna, yeah, well, you, then you, you're kind of being a little bit hard headed there. And I know lots of people who are monogamous and have had negative experiences because they're dating people who come into things saying, well, I'm kind of poly and they're hoping that they'll become monogamous for them. Yeah. And that's and I'm always just, like, dude, that's not going to work. Not gonna <laughs> like, happen. You know, you're setting yourself up for disaster. I mean, there's a possibility that they'll decide, hey, yeah, you're the one person for me. But nine times out of ten, it doesn't work that way. So I think if you know what you want and you define what you want, you're going to have to advocate for yourself no matter what. So it's not really that Polly's the problem. It's just you're not standing up for what you want. So And that's a great – the part that I really like about the post. She knows what she wants. She's stating it outright, and she's not moving from then. She's sick and tired of hearing anything. And really all – anything to the um, – that's – you know, tell anyone that's telling her that's bullshit or they're judging her. And she's just lamenting the the fact that at least in her community or in her perception, she gets a lot of shit for it. She gets a lot of judgment for it. And I, I actually, that I don't actually see, um, I can see that happening. I can totally see that happening in a world of polyamorous people. The monogamous is going to stick out and people are going to have a hard time dealing with you. I don't give two fucks. I'm just not going to date you. Like I like what is how does that affect me other than the fact that I'm not going to date you how does that affect me uh, in any way shape or form what it's kind of like saying whether you're gay or straight or or you know he she it whatever fucking thing you do if I'm not in a relationship with you then what what does that even have any effect on me well that's unusual boogie most people aren't like you where I'm not going to judge you like that people well I ju- we judge I'm saying I, I'm not saying I don't judge the shit out of people I judge people fucking. <laughs> <laughs> minute to minute <laughs> half the time it's you i know <laughs> but i'm well aware <laughs> but i'm saying it's just um i kind of feel and this is a gut instinct and she can I'm, once again perverted podcast listeners i don't know this person but it it really seems like there's a frustration that has built because there's not a lot of people available or she's also encountered a lot of people that were maybe really awesome people, but they're not in her sphere of ability because they're poly and she's monogamous. So I think there's a lot of frustration. And I can't really speak to that because I'm coming from the opposite end, coming from monogamy and finally being let free in uh, non-monogamy. I can't really relate to what that's got to be be like 
to see people that are amazing, but then all of a sudden have to say, I, I'm not even going to approach that person because I know that they want things that I don't want. And, and that's... It's true. You're standing in a group of people and you st- raise your hand and say, I'm monogamous. Majority of the people in that group have just closed their door to you because they know that... Uh, you or you've closed your door to you them. Can. Either it's way. Close, it goes... Well, I want. I, it's important that it goes both ways because... Um, we're not the villains for being polyamorous. Just like you, you can't, I can't judge you for being monogamous. You also can't judge us for being polyamorous. And it's it's when you get upset and and you get frustrated, there is a propensity towards um, getting bitter towards a group of people. And it's not the poly person's fault, and it's not the monogamous person's fault. But you also have to watch yourself and make sure that you, in turn. It's kind of like, well, I can't play here, so you guys are all fucking dicks. Yeah, and I, I have two things to say. The first is that um, let's just assume that a lot of the people that she is dealing with, let's just assume that they are, are assholes, because that's a possibility. Need a new too. community. Exactly. Come to Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> all kidding aside, though, if she is living in a community in which people out and out judge her and are saying horrible things or making that's her feel bad and cuz you didn't really get that from the post but let's assume that that's happening that's not her fault at no, fucking that's all No that's not uh, but that that But does, let's assume that if that is the case then all of her assuming or taking that in and getting bitter is not going to change the fact that these people are being fucking assholes. Well, what, at that point, it's not about polyamory versus monogamy. It's about being around people that are judgmental and intolerant. So, and if if that's the case, you know what? Anybody who hears the show knows what we're going to say. Fuck them and go find yourself a better group of people. But um, I'm sorry, was there someone no, behind no, me? If, if that's what if those are what people are like, she shouldn't fuck them anyway, and, and sh- they're doing her a favor by being assholes. Really. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, stay the fuck away from those assholes, because you know I always uh, we uh, it's a big community here in LA, and and uh, it's hard. I'd be hard pressed to find a group around here that really openly and heinously judges someone else and and calls. Yeah, you we names have you have stragglers. Or, you know, you hear sure. about it. But they're not upfront about it. No, and they'll be called out if they really pull any shit like My that. My challenge, and this is, I'm saying this, I'm not saying this to the poster, but some of the things that the poster said, I would say to everyone, if you know you have problems with jealousy, feeling left out, abandonment, um, those types of things that <coughs> can occur, that can appear to occur more frequently in poly relationships, it may be other things than just the poly and the monogamy. <coughs> Let me huh. die here for a second. Go ahead and die. We'll wait. It may be, um, which I know for me, I have to first look at why am I jealous? What am I threatened by? Is it? And I'm not trying to convert a monogamous person into polyamory. Sure. That, that's bullshit. Um, but what I am saying is when you have those feelings, no matter what, there's things that are wrong with me, there's are insecurities that I'm going through. Those are things that I have to look at. Do I have abandonment issues? Of course I have abandonment issues. You know, and it goes back to these things. And so even if you're going to be this way or that way, no matter what, having those feelings, if she had a lot of those experiences and those feelings, those are things that she can look at as well that may help her accept what's going on. 
I have to say, I know I know what you're talking about because uh, the majority of things she mentioned, she uses words like she felt lost, jealous, insecure, hurt. Those are not things that I'm. I feel all those things. I'm sure. polyamorous, and I feel every single one of those right. things when I encounter issues that really push my buttons. I'm not happy when I experience those things, and I don't accept them. And I do my best to work past them because I don't want those feelings to be in charge. I don't assume that just because a feeling comes up, it, it should take precedence in my life. It's, a, it's it, like it's a natural, organic thing. I don't like that it's there. And I don't like that it's in the driver's seat. And I want to push it the fuck out. And I want my rational mind to take over. Right. I will acknowledge that those things are there. But I don't assume that it's okay for them to be there. So I get what you're saying. If... You know, don't want to deal with shit like that. You're like, fuck you, perverted podcast. I will do whatever the fuck I want. And if I feel jealous, my way of dealing with it to, will be to remove myself from the situation that makes me feel jealous. That's fine. But I think that you're right, that there is a lot to be gained by looking at those things, by examining why it is that you feel jealous or insecure if someone that you love dares to turn around and want to spend time or love somebody else. Because you don't just feel jealous when it is a sexual or loving relationship that your partner is having. You may feel jealous that your husband or your boyfriend is spending too much time with his friends, with his buddies, sure. or his family, or his sister. What, what You're supposed to be with me. You're supposed to spend more time with me. And it, I will say again, this is not something that, that I'm telling the poster to do because I don't know enough about her life to do. I'm just saying that I agree with you. That jealousy and insecurity are things that need to be looked at no matter what you are, polyamorous, monogamous, whatever. So, But the other thing is, I would say to her, consider this. Imagine that you're somebody who is polyamorous and you lived your entire life in a monogamous world. You feel like the odd man out. You are kinky and you begin exploring that in your life for the first time. You meet an entire community of people who accept you as polyamorous. You're no longer the odd man out and you are having the time of your life, not only with exciting sex, sexy stuff, but you finally feel like you are who you've always been meant to be. You feel great and you do it for months. You do it for years and you meet somebody who's monogamous it is natural for you to say, oh, my God, that person represents everything that I have escaped from. Not that person, maybe, but everything that they're carrying with them. I don't really want to go backwards. And I consider trying to get in a relationship with that person going backwards. So you are, to me, something to be avoided. It sucks to feel that way. But you have to understand what it's like for people who have, have not been accepted for being polyamorous. It, it, it's... There are no easy answers here. I think we cured it. I think we killed it. I think we cured We <laughs> killed polyamory. <laughs> we solved it. Potato mayhem. I don't think she's going to like us. I hope we don't come uh, off hey, you know like fucking all assholes. We, all we, like, can be, we always do, but what am I saying? No, we can be as honest. I, like I said, we said 80 times, we don't know who you are or if this applies to you. But in, in my experience, I've seen in myself and in other people's, when I'm having strong feelings or jealousies or insecurities or something, there is, no matter what you do, some of that is about you. Yeah. You can blame the rest of the world for the rest of your life, and a lot of people do that. Um, but no matter what, whatever feeling you have, is that some of that is yours. 
because the power exchange is happening and it's affecting you and you're allowing things. Why are things? Why are these things affecting me? Yeah. All right. All right. Push the button again. All right. She's fine. <laughs> Potato mayhem. Now we're back. Uh, we're doing it now again. Now we're back into the goofy shit. Shouldn't um, we talk about sticks and paper doll? Oh, my I God. I want to talk about sticks and fine, paper that's doll. That's I God. <laughs> okay, so Kathy and I um, are instigators. Uh, it's true. Uh, as perverted podcast hosts that have now dedicated 134 uh, weeks of our life in a row to you. Uh, Mew dedicated the same amount of time. Unger has done. You came in at like what twenty six or something. Um, as for- How about a microphone? I'm full of the chat. My shirt first show was forty. <laughs> um, but I was on the show a number of times as a guest sitting here okay. many times and in the main room as well. So, I like how he yes. just kind of wheedles back to Ogre. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been around for a while. <laughs> Fucking Helium Unger. I think we should just call this show Helium Unger. Helium Unger! <laughs> so... <laughs> to let you know, we've been on your team, perverted podcast listeners, uh, for a long time, and and there are certain things, certain levels of satisfactory that Kathy and I need to reach in order to motivate us further. And true. some of those things is when we see people in our sphere that come into this <laughs> audience a number of times, and you could see that there's obviously sexual tension between them and like one of them is putting her foot on his leg <laughs> and you know and they're like giggling and showing each other things on the cell phone that you're like could you just fuck already <laughs> jesus fucking krampus christ <laughs> krampus whatever krampus 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 whatever all of them. Could you guys just fuck already? And then they're like, well, you know, we'll get to it. And, you know, yeah. And they just fuck on. You just want to grab their fucking hips and put them together. Can we just get this out of the fucking way? Just fucking stick your thingy in the little thingy in the. And then tell us about it. Go on. Where are you going with this? Well, I forgot we to, already. Well, they're both here. <laughs> Sticks and paper doll. We're not going to fuck on the show. No, I, <laughs> Look. We haven't had Damn anyone it. do that yet. So like every week I'm like, have you guys fucked yet? You know, because I'm a pig and that's what I do. You're my family. You're here. I'm the daddy. I have Have you all fucked? You Did you make sure to get your vitamins and did you fuck? Daddy say that? that I do that. Yes. Uh. Yes, they do. Good daddy. Cool daddies do. So I'm like, and every week I'm like, hey, you know what? There's 30 minutes before the show. You guys can just go in the purple room and fuck, you know, just, <laughs> just do it. Just do it already. And you did it this and time. We and, did they it, said, and, and, and they said, it, it's been done already. <laughs> so, so, here, so here's the thing. I am. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. Right. Before you fucking go into this, you guys had the fucking audacity. <laughs> To go and fucking get nasty with each other and not send Kathy and I a thank what? you email? <laughs> that is bullshit. I would have liked I love how we're taking responsibility for the <laughs> taking credit a, for there. That would be a really weird email. <laughs> like, I would like sure that, that email. Like, yeah, I like Hallmark his, make a card. Like, you know. <laughs> Thanks for helping us fuck. Thanks for getting me laid. 
laid. Um, I think that's one of our buttons, buttons for that. Perverted podcast right. helping you get laid. <laughs> Duh, Laz. Laz, we need more buttons. <laughs> so you guys have uh, you guys have uh, fulfilled the destiny. The Lord's hath laid before thy. What? <laughs> but I'm I'm not pregnant or anything. <laughs> well, I made sure of that because I want, unlike a bitter, sadistic like a fucking god god. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I want I abort instantly. <laughs> okay. Anything. Good to know. Keep the fucking going. Yeah. So I've been really busy. I've been. I just moved in October. I had to get um, new furniture and stuff and. I, I ordered a new bed frame for my my bed. It's good, nice, it's good, 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 yeah. good, good details. You know, I, I got this platform bed, and you're like, "Sticks, come and help me put it together." No, he didn't. I, Damn it! I, you know, I paid. I paid him. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a kind of a. Snob. You paid sticks <laughs> to fuck you? No, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that sticks, you really demand. <laughs> I'm just a gigolo. Yeah. I never where I, I think go. Boogie thinks I'm really desperate. I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't think you are. All right, so you got your new bed. So I got my new bed, and you know, and like moved in and everything, and that's what took so long. And so finally, Sticks came over, and you know, he, he helped try out the bed, but he also what broke the bed. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so <laughs> he broke the. Why are we applauding that? Bam! <laughs> no joke. I had to go back to sit and sleep and say, "Hey guys, the bed failed to be a bed. Like it didn't do the thing. Like it, it broke. You need to take this shit back. And what is the strongest bed you have? Oh, I had to get a, a stronger bed. Sticks. <laughs> so <laughs> he didn't break that one. <laughs> so uh, how how did this happen? Was this just uh, was this uh, over the side? Were you on top? Were you screaming <laughs> football plays? Left, center, oh. down, right. So, so the reason the bed failed <laughs> into the mic. Um, the, it's it's one of these beds. It has a slats that go under the mattress. I've seen those. Th- there's a a square frame. Uh huh. Oh, these, like, slats yeah, you, you can't stick do in there. That. Uh, uh, I don't know if this was how they're supposed to be, but this is how they were. That's they were a virgin slight, bed. They were slightly curved. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, I have one of those. Uh, yeah, so we're all I like how you just added the D like you're preaching a sermon. <laughs> they were slightly curved. <laughs> <laughs> And then I laid upon them with my genitals. Yeah, we did lay upon them. And uh, about five minutes into it, there's this one loud bang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so both of us freeze at this point. We don't know what it was. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And then, so what was that? I, 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 did I you slowly, come? I slowly back Like a tree up. limb? And, and, and then suddenly four more bangs happen after that. Wow. Crack, crack, crack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar with these bangs. So See, I know my, girls hear, I know exactly. my girls hear that all stop. the time. They hear that all the time, and they're like, Daddy, was that your spine? <laughs> yes, honey, get the rolling pin. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it just was then, a sequence. Then, then, it was yeah, just like for, a... Yeah, then for good measure, there was one last bang as I got off the bed. <laughs> so all of those boards broke. They they just popped out. They, they, oh, didn't, okay. they didn't snap, at least. They just popped out of their holder somehow. All that bouncy, oh. bouncy is what did it. Man. So perverted podcast yeah. listeners don't get that kind of bed. Bam. If you intend to be. Bed. There so you like, go. Yeah, get like a real oh, bed. That's See, like, get like a cement. A get like, you know, like, you know, the industrial washers and dryers, how they mount them on a cement pillar so they can't be shaken. Yeah, it, it was a love of humiliation that only a perverted podcast kind of, you know, coupling could could make oh, happen. Thank, yes, you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I take full credit. You and me, Boogie. <laughs> Good job, Kathy. That's right. Knuckle bump. bump. That's Obama right there. That's Obama. Right. <laughs> the Obama bump. 
We're just going to take credit for everything. Uh, you know, our show. Wait a minute. Did you guys meet on the show? So we do this take is our first. Like we should have their picture on the wall. We could start a wall. I just want one of the fucking the curved things, <laughs> and I will mount that. I will create a bow that I will shoot demons with. Did you do like the American Gothic pose with like the the pitchfork? That's, uh. that's right. <laughs> just no. You guys should like. You could just drop trout and like bend behind her and like be like grabbing her hips and then wave at the camera. And be like, hey, perverted podcast. No, or not. Uh, okay. Or not. Yeah. So, yes, Kathy, as a matter of fact, we did create That's the magic bumpy moment. I want a wall with pictures. So if you if you came if you got to know each other either on the podcast or because of the podcast and we ended up fucking, we want pictures. We want it. You know, blank your faces out, do whatever the fuck you want, but we want a wall, damn it. What you really need is the orgasm of the day with one of those bumps at the end. <laughs> Can you guys go fuck on that <laughs> shitty bed again? <laughs> Daddy, is I that your bed? I don't think I can handle the humiliation of going back to sit and sleep and telling them, yeah, my bed fell apart. Number they, three. They really judged me hard when they came to pick it up. They're like, I've never seen this happen before. I'm like, hey, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you know, like, You're all, well, <laughs> so long. You sell them to your the- Your mattress broke free. Oh, oh, God. Only somebody in the area would know that commercial. Oh. <sighs> Look at that. Grounding. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to talk about grounding. It was very humiliating. I saw. Wait, it, I how, when will you realize that the listeners love hearing you get humiliated? That's true. Okay, so I saw a video today, like it's you know Christmas Day video on fucking Facebook, and it was science based. They call it, and everyone's heard it: earthing, grounding, blah blah blah. The planet is an electrical sphere. We're electrical. So the fact that we wear rubber shoes and shit like that and we stay indoors all the time means we're not really getting the proper electricity from the earth because we came from the earth. I've never heard this. There's 20 fucking studies on it. It, it, It's all valid, you know, because we are electrical. And the fact that nobody is going outside and whatever, that's where people are getting a lot of inflammation. And, you know, obviously we've all heard. Go out in the sun for a little bit. You're getting depressed. We have billions of studies that show if people don't get enough sun, we have entire cultures that are fucking manic depressives in the UK or in parts of you know Eugene, Oregon, um, where there's a lot of rain and clouds, and so they don't get sun. So we understand that without being all fucking hippie and lame, that not being connected with our the energy from our planet and our sun affects us physiologically so and i had realized that for 10 years i've lived inside i have no windows i stay in the dark i don't get sun i don't touch the ground i don't so i'm literally just insulated and i'm in chronic pain 24 hours a day and i have inflammation and all sorts of shit and so i saw this video and it was actually the scientific views of whatever they weren't selling anything. They weren't saying buy these special fucking lamo shoes or beds or whatever. It was just, hey, here's the studies that we've done. Here's what it is. Take off your shoes and go walk in a fucking park once in a while. Uh-oh. You know, and and get, you know, some of the earths, you know, because mm-hmm. there's positive and negative, whatever. And if you're insulated, you're not letting go of one or whatever. So I, you know, I got a little, you know, little, you know, sensitive and I said, I'm fucking killing myself. All I, you know, eating shitty processed foods and all this in plastic and everything, which pieces of plastic come off. 
And so I just realized that I've become this kind of unorganic blob of a human, and I have all this pain. So I'm like, you know what? I showed Mew. Mew was, you know, a little more reserved and, you know, a little skeptical. But I said, you know what? Even if it's a fucking placebo, I should fucking be doing something outside. Mew the med student? Yeah. So, uh... (laughs) And she couldn't argue, you know, okay, look, there's the ionosphere and blah, 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 and electrical, and yeah, we're electrical. Fucking get over it. So uh, so I said, we're going to the park. Uh-oh. And she's like, can we catch Pokemon? Of course she said that. So can we go to the park that has all the Pokemon? I go, you just want to catch Pokemon. She's all, I'm being supportive of, of my daddy's health. Of the Pokemon. I go, you are lying, but we will go. <laughs> so, so we go to a park. And I realize I haven't been bare. Now, Bunny is barefoot all the time. Yes, she is. Just like, can you please clean your feet before you take the blankets all the time? <laughs> but she's also happy all the time. So I don't know. Maybe there's something, you know, whatever. So anecdotal, whatever. So we go to the park and I'm like, I haven't done this in so long. And I like take off my little sandals and it's kind of cold. And your I rubber Crocs? My rubber Crocs, <laughs> which I'm insulated. <laughs> I mean, I get electrocuted, but I also don't get electrons, whatever. So I step on the ground, and we kind of start walking, and I'm like, ew, ah. <laughs> this is so awkward. And But I swear to God, for at least a good 47 seconds, <laughs> I remembered being a kid. And I remembered how I used to be barefoot all the time as a kid. I didn't really remember this until today. And it was it was actually placebo. I don't give a fuck what you call it. There was a, a little bit of time there when the gra- you feel the grass under your feet and you just feel it through your feet. And, you know, and, and it, it cheered me up until we went to her park where the Pokemon were and there's pine trees everywhere. Oh, and buddy. it was like a gauntlet of fucking glass death. Like I was in some fucking motivational speaker fire pit walk thing because she had to get all the fucking Pokemon. And so we're walking. I'm just like, and I felt my enthusiasm for this new thing that was going to hopefully save my life. Just, just get peeled away with every grunting thing. So there's no, so I'm thinking I'm just going to dig. I'm not going to tell the owners of the building. Uh Uh-oh. I think I'm just going to lift up some of the floorboards under. Don't boogie. And I'm going to just cut through the cement. No. And then make, you know, like some dirt. Uh-uh. And then just put my feet. You could just buy a so, box of dirt so, and bring it in. No, it's got to be, you know, because, you know, the sun. What? Are you now, like, beco- trying to become one version of a vampire where they have to, like, be in their <laughs> own dirt, but not not necessarily be out in the day? Yes. Okay. I don't want to go outside. That's fucking lame. But you want to like, like have coffins of your own dirt so that you can <laughs> you can regenerate through yeah. that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just curious. Yes. I mean, just curious. Subterranean work and concrete cutting is easier than just not taking Mew next time you go to the local really? park. Really? Well, I just I realized you know I'm not going to do this every day. Like we have sun in the parking lot. It's all asphalt. There's not a scrap of fucking dirt anywhere for literally like three blocks. And I'm not going to fucking do that every day. If there was, if I had a backyard or something, yeah, you go okay. And in, and even says, you know, just sit on a bench and put your feet on the ground. Just put your bare feet on the dirt. 
Well, what you else know? have you got to do? So all you need is a little sandbox-sized thing of dirt out there. Yeah, but with I think a bench. It, I don't know if it needs to be connected to like under. It can't just be like insulated dirt. It has to like uh, we absorb. We could drive the, an eight-foot steel rod down below the asphalt. See that? Yeah, maybe, it. maybe. I don't know. Stop geeking out, both of you. I don't know, but all I know is I know that I am not going to get in my car every fucking day. And go to the. You can't take twenty minutes a day. No, out no, to I go cannot. Come on, Kathy, would you do it? Are you realistic? If would I didn't, do- if I didn't have anything to do, I might stick well, that in oh, my so, schedule. So, in other words, you're implying that I have nothing to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. I did. Try that? Whatever. Fuck grounding. <laughs> Fuck the earth. <laughs> that didn't last long. <laughs> Fucking hippie bullshit. <laughs> Fucking next thing you know, I'm going to be smoking weed, trying to sleep on your fucking couch while I'm discovering myself, oh and I'll my eat all God. your food. Fucking hate hippies. Why does it have to be all or nothing at all? Because it's me. <laughs> Let's go on, please, to perverted <laughs> mailbox. Perverted <laughs> mailbox. <laughs> you tried. I tried. My enthusiasm ebbed so quickly. <laughs> I went from like nearly like. It doesn't take yeah. a lot to make you just. Well, like I told the first poster, I have issues. <laughs> I just want to put my feet on the ground, but not actually go outside. <laughs> doesn't work that way. I'm I, I could. I mean, just, you know, I play video games. Oh my god! I'm going to make a little song. The dirt come inside. Mm-hmm. Hello, dirt. You come inside. <laughs> Did I just hit your mic into your nose? <laughs> that was great sound. Oh my god! I'm Wasn't as on. good as the sound when fucking sticks broke fucking paper dolls' bed, but <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It was pretty good. <laughs> All right, what do we got? All right, we have a, a email from Magna Eccentra who wrote to us and said, "Hey, PP, I started listening to your show a couple of days after Thanksgiving, and I am already a PP zombie." <laughs> you committed. Kind of sad, maybe, but I don't care. I've listened to over 50 shows in that short time because it's fucking amazing. Not to mention hilarious. Plus, I grew up in L.A., so you guys remind me of home. Just the way you talk and the places you mention. So, yeah, thank you for creating PP and providing folks with education and entertainment and your general awesomeness. Don't ever stop. Is this guy in a place with dirt? Do you want him to send you dirt? Maybe we should just get <laughs> listeners to send me dirt. Magnus Centra, please send dirt. <laughs> just send dirt. And you know some fuck's going to send me a kilo. Oh, yeah. Sure. I can give you dirt. A lot of dirt. I don't want like shitty fill dirt. I want some stuff with some good iron in it. This is good dirt. It's a good dirt? Yeah. Are you going to send it to the lab to make sure it has enough iron in it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just got to make up some shit. It's a placebo. <laughs> but I do want to drive the post into the ground uh-huh. what I remember right we were discussing after the podcast months ago when i was i had to i was illegally dumping dirt around the neighborhood yeah i, I still have plenty of dirt okay well give me let's, buckets let's let's that's what we do okay sticks and paper dog get the fuck and i get dirt oh. it's a great payoff okay. it's a great payoff for the show that's my dedication has finally come to fruition <laughs> getting shit you get a lilo I dig- they get you laid. Have a Lilo. They get laid. I get oh, dirt. Okay. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a wind. What? Huh? No, it was a, it was a lovely message. No, it was. It was great. That was Magnus Eccentra. 
And she's and I think a, it's a guy, it actually. Yeah, it's a guy. A guy yeah. or girl? Who cares? And w- yes. Welcome to Zombie Land. God damn it. Thank you. PP Zombie. That's a lot. That's two fucking episodes a day. You got a lot of time on your hands if you're listening to two episodes Well, when a day he's hanging outside barefoot in the dirt feeling oh, healthy. What? That's... <laughs> you know, you got to do something. <laughs> you sure are reading a lot into that email. <laughs> See, now what's going to happen is people are going to be like, yeah, that's a good idea. And they're like, oh, my God, it cured everything. I feel so good. And I'm like, Rrr. And all it took is a few pine cones for you to go, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. Those fucking fake Crocs, man. They catch everything. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, my kidding. I just said you just had to go to another part of the park where there were no pine cones. Everything doesn't exist. All right. Plus, it's dog shit everywhere because people got to fucking set the dogs. They got dogs and they shit. Next time, you know, we have, you and I have this conversation all the time where you come up with some fucking idea that we're going to do on the show and I cringe and you automatically, you accuse me of, well, why not that? But you're being pessimistic and I'm being negative and it's not. It's that I'm used to this roller coaster ride with you. You get an idea of something that's going to be fabulous. It's going to turn our lives around and within minutes... It all deflates, and it's the exact opposite. And these fucking people and the fucking pine cones. Are you saying I'm fickle? <laughs> Is that exactly what you're saying? Fickle like a pickle? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm Pickle you Rick. Pickle. I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Pickle Rick. I want a Pickle Rick doll. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. God no, damn it. Yeah. Give me, give me a Pickle Rick doll. I want it to come from fucking the UK, though. Anything going on in the, in the chat room, Unger? Everything's about Ann tonight. What is she doing is in Anne there? Is in there? Yeah, she 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 overslept, so she's not here. Um, so we're actually like going through all the Christmas carols and inserting her name into them. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Well, it's like like Oh Holy Anne Anne, <laughs> <laughs> Silent Anne Anne, <laughs> Little <laughs> Drummer Anne Anne, <laughs> Carol of the Anne Anns. <laughs> we wish you a merry Anne Anne. Exactly. <laughs> it's disgusting. That's what she gets for sleeping That's in. That's what you get for sleeping in, not That's coming right. into the show. Uh-huh. And then we came up with the 12 days of kink, and it's too far back, so I've lost it. Oh, well, every, every year uh, someone comes up with uh, shit like that. All right, well, let's do uh, this and last. And we, we started the night before Christmas that included the two of you and everybody else. It was weird. <laughs> but that's also lost. Interesting. Okay. I can ask <laughs> um, Aki to pull it later, maybe. Christmas Day <laughs> in the perverted podcast <laughs> chat room. Just think of what New Year's will bring. Oh, my God. It's going to be fun. We got to do some shit. Uh, we gotta do some shit. Alright. Gonna teach you things to do with your lover. Wanna be a better fuck? We got you covered. Going to the bedroom rodeo. Going to the bedroom. Going to the bedroom. Going to the bedroom rodeo. Yeah! Get her done! Pick a rick! Pick a rick! Fucking Pickle Rick. Uh, Goddamn Jaguar. You know I want my bro to be Jaguar. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I could see Anthony about. as Jaguar. <laughs> Anthony is the Jaguar. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jaguar. Ah, you can tell this is Christmas. All right. So... Kathy and I actually uh, taught this at, I don't know what the fuck, what was it, Adult Con or something? Adult like that? Con, yeah. yeah. What the uh, fuck we were doing there, I still don't know. I don't know, but they let, us there. they let us there, <laughs> and yeah, Unger was a clown the entire time, and, and Mew was harassed by creeper guys, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was a, a lot of fun, but one of the classes, so we taught a bunch of little short classes, mm-hmm. and uh, 
the goal, of course, of Bedroom Rodeo is to uh, do things that are not necessarily all, uh, you know, bondage, kink, hook, pull shit, um, but just sometimes regular kind of sexy stuff. And one of the things we did was role play. And we taught a little class. Kathy was amazing. No, I wasn't. She was amazing. She captivated the audience. She's being by, sarcastic. By their genitalia. She just, you know. Um, actually, she just you just talk shit about yourself the whole time like fucking Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. I don't even and remember. And it was a good class. at all it was a good, talking about. It was a good class, uh, you know. So um, I wanted to bring some of the notes because um, role play is something that you can do if you're not kinky. You know, it's so some of our people because some people listen to perverted podcast and they're not kinky. They just listen because they're curious about kink. They have family members that are kinky. They want to learn about these things. They don't necessarily or they're kinky, but they're not sadomasochists. So they don't want to do the pain and the hitting and the bondage and stuff like that. But they do want to do things that are fun and exciting that don't include pain. And one of the best things to do is role play. And uh, role play is basically is uh, I'll read some of the notes I have. Role play is about being creative with your partner in a pretend scenario that would normally not work out well in reality. <laughs> <clears throat> so the kidnapping <laughs> fantasy that you might have that's a role play. You can do that in a role play. It's not going to really work out without prison um interrogation scenes, those types of things. Um and a lot of people do, in the non-kink world, a lot of people have done role play, and they kind of don't even really identify it like that. Has anyone in here, in our audience, uh, ever... Not you, Mew. Yeah. We know you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about the role play Mew and I did the other night by myself. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you now. <laughs> so Mew's like, I'm really experimenting, you know, with a little bit of role play. And then, you know, it's like we do like the, you know, like creepy stuff and, you know, some stuff. And uh, this time she was really tired. <laughs> and so I start um, doing like this like ravaged midnight late, you know, kind of rapey role play with her. And she was super tired. She was horny, but she doesn't. She wasn't in the role play mood, and so I start going like, "You better do what I say, or I'm fucking, you know, blah 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 blah." And she's like not responding, so I just go, "Oh no, please help!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, you like that, don't you? Don't pretend you don't like it. You're a dirty slut, and I don't really like it." And I just start going, back, and she just stops, and she goes. Are you doing both scripts? <laughs> and I go, well, you're not, you know, jumping in, you know. So I just did the, just did the whole role play. She had her Itachi. She came hard. She went to bed. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's right, bitch. I'll be back next week too. You're pretty superfluous to this relationship. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> so that's one type of role play. But has anyone ever have any of you um, a real common one? Is you go, you agree to meet your partner in like a bar, club, library, coffee shop, wherever, and you pretend to not know each other and then like pick up on each other as if you don't know, but you pick up on each other like we're going to go fuck. Like most people would never just go have random like walk up to someone and say, hey, hi, you want to fuck? I got 20 minutes. But in this role play, you get to fantasize just like one night stand kind of thing. And a lot of people have done that. I've done that. Has anyone in here done something like that? You're on your own, man. 
I'm on my own. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Bunch of fucking pussies is what you are. <laughs> fucking live a little, goddammit. Live a little, they break um, beds. What more do you want from Okay, other, other role plays sometimes. Have you guys, anyone in the room ever done like uh, one of you is the boss and the other is the employee that really needs to keep their job? Unger just raised his hand. Unger? Yes. Were you the boss or the employee? Um, both in the role play and literally. <laughs> you had to fuck your boss if you wanted to keep your job or you made an employee have sex with you? It, it was an employee. A real Damn. employee or a role employee? <laughs> Unger! There was, no, there was no threat of losing the job at the time. Uh-huh. Um, Did you fraternize with kind the employees? had a, a DS thing going at the time. Oh. And then later you really <laughs> had to fire her? No, I... Actually, I did that, <gasps> that. That that got a whole other thing, and that was af- well after our relationship had ended. Okay, like but you had to after. fire her. Um, I did not. Okay, I actually tried to save. You her just voted for it. No, I didn't. Even <laughs> say, I didn't even do that. You said, "Can that?" Bitch. I I tried to save her job, but yes, I was actually we we did that whole role play, but while we were in those roles. Oh, that's pretty funny! <sighs> wow, did you just Damn. take her on the desk or something? No, um. We did a bunch of things. I don't remember everything. It's been a long time. I do remember like picking her up and putting her on top of a file cabinet at one point. Yes, oh. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You see, there's not that's not sadomasochism. That's just some fucking shit. It's fun. That's just so much fun. You've never done that. Never boss uh, played school teacher. I've done. I've di- never role played. Yeah. No, I, that's I, school. I'm. That's what I love about our schoolroom here. Is I, I've done that one a bunch of times. And um, are you like the dean or the principal? I'm like or? the teacher at the special needs school in the Bahamas, <laughs> where yes! U.S. rules don't apply, <laughs> or where their parents have sent them and signed a waiver allowing me to pretty much do anything I want. That's wow. how I approach those. That's why I like Anthony. He uh, builds a backstory. <laughs> well, and I also what I like to do is. It it helps that I have a lot of knowledge already, and sometimes I'll even bone up a little. <laughs> and especially the younger they are, the less Giggity. shit they know. And it's like, I mean, some of them you get. Sometimes I I'm like appalled how little they know. Like I showed one girl a photo of Martin Luther King, and I'm like, who's this? No fucking clue. Oh. I mean, I was already with really complicated ones, you know, like Secretary of the Interior. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know who Martin Luther King is. But yeah, it's real easy to stump people, and then that becomes a whole game. And there's a, like we have things in that room that are helpful too, like the map. I'll get a girl. Up sure, in I front do. Of the I've map. done that. Yeah, point out Madagascar. Have you do? Man, I, didn't any of these girls ever play Risk? Yeah, you not no. know what the fuck Madagascar uh, <laughs> No one played Risk. <laughs> and yeah, it, it is useful for learning geography. So, yeah. Well, then you play. Yeah. You're the t- I've done that where yeah. I'm the teacher, and yeah. I'm like, I hear that you are failing in geography, and we're going to learn geography. Yeah. Go and point out Botswana, and I'm going to start counting. And I go one, two, and it, however many ti- how many seconds it takes, that's how many cane swats right. that you're going to get right. for not finding Botswana. I also i have gotten into some good mind fucks in that kind of thing, because if you start exposing they don't know shit... I mean, one of them oh, got yeah, all lippy. They, that's sad. She got all lippy with me. She's like, fuck you. I don't need any of this. I'm going to be a stripper. And I'll turn around <laughs> and go, you're going to be a third-rate stripper who washes out after a year and a half because you'll be too old. And I'm like, that's really mean <laughs> shit. Like, then you even have to work the night shift at Walmart because you're too stupid to work when there's customers there. <laughs> really get them almost kind of crying. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> but see, okay. then you bring it back. And then you, 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 you say, look, I'm doing all this because... Because you're at a crossroads here, young lady. 
This could go either way for you. It's not too late. You're not stupid. You're just lazy. But 10 years from now, if you make the wrong decisions, that will be stupid. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to just, I'm going to reel you in a little bit, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is some hardcore humiliation play. Now then, this was something you guys negotiated that you were going to be able to fuck with her head a little bit. Sure. Okay. And afterwards, what type of aftercare did you, because this is, we're going to jump now, thanks to you, into the uh, (laughs) safety risks and when to call it quits. All the way to the end. (laughs) Because some role plays... Even if you start out kind of having fun, like you're going to do this, you might poke something in there that reminds someone of their past or an insecurity that they didn't know they had. Yeah, that happened, too, in a different scene. Sure. Yeah. And and that's where when you do role play, anytime you pretend to be someone or pretend to be a different character and you start to get into that, I mean, yes, it can be sexy and enjoyable and exciting, but there also has to be a way out. There has to be something to where you've negotiated beforehand, especially if you're doing consensual, non-consensual. And for our listeners that don't know, consensual, non-consensual is that you have negotiated to do an activity that is going to appear non-consensual, but you are giving your consent to do that. And that's a type of role play uh, that we do in the lifestyle a lot, too. What do you mean you have to have a way out? Well, like yellow, red, uh, other things. You, will ha- you can have a safe word. Uh, action plan. Um, no matter what, and, and we'll get into safe words and, and that safe words aren't always used correctly. Um, but yes, you have things like, hey, there's a safe word and, and this safe word like in the club is red. And red means, like no doesn't mean no. You know, no, that's just part of the role play. No, no, stop, don't. Well, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. But if you say the safe word, red, then I know that means you've had enough or you've now been triggered or there's something that we have to do. Uh, like you po- are at, you and I on the show. Absolutely. We have a sign. We have the sign. The too much. Too I forget. What is it? That's like a hand. The sign. Oh, the holding the sign <laughs> yeah. like the Wiley Coyote stop sign. Yes. That's right. It's like, stop going there. I'm going to cry that's, on the show. That's it. Okay. <laughs> You're being a dick. And I've had to hold it up to you, too. Yeah. So... Having these things in place, now, we'll go back to the more innocent ones, but, I mean, it's good that he talked about this, because that is a really intense mind-fucking thing, um, which is a type of role-play, but having those things in place where you know that the person that you are doing this role-play with, if it goes wrong, if there is an emotional situation, if there's an intense trigger uh, where there's a freak-out or a panic attack or something like that, you kind of need to know that who you're playing with is going to respect you and stop and that they're going to take care of you and that they're going to help bring you back to your normal self. And then there's going to be that aftercare that we talked about. So what kind of aftercare did you please say you did some aftercare? Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I was going to say in the one where, the, where the, it did go yellow and we decided to stop because um, it brought some things up, even getting to that scene, that was months in the making. And there was a lot of other play that didn't involve role play. So there was that, I think there was that trust built up. And she knew that there was going to definitely be aftercare every time. And a, a lot of this also was something like that, um, a lot of not only pre-discussion, but post-discussion. Even like the not post- just that night, but I mean ongoing. The post-discussion is almost more important than right. the pre-discussion because 
that's when the person's going to feel abandoned. That's right. That you used them, that you fucked with them. There's the possibility for spinning if there's a drug. I mean, if it's great and everyone's happy and that was a lot of fun, then okay, you don't need a lot of aftercare in a situation like that. But that person needs to also know that if I'm going to be this other character and be vulnerable with you, I need to know you kind of you're going to be there for me to make me feel okay. Yeah, and I couldn't even imagine engaging in that kind of play with someone I didn't know pretty damn well and already played with a number of times and not only played with, interacted with, and knew. Sure. I mean, if it was someone I just met or was playing for the yeah, first I don't, I, I, time. I, yeah, I traditionally don't. I'll stick to the school teacher, give you your swats, that kind of thing. But right. if I'm going to do something really heavy, then, then that, that's got to be a buildup because it can go, those things can go wrong. Uh, so easily. Now we're going to go back <laughs> to the lighter side for our non-kinky people that are like going, I, I don't want to do role play. <laughs> role play. Um, oh, my God, Red. <laughs> I mean, I guess not. I guess we pretty much covered it. But there's a lot. I mean, it, role play usually involves a power exchange. And Kathy and I talked uh, about this uh, a, a lot. Uh, and that power exchange is that usually somebody is either the authority figure um, and somebody is the person trying to get something from the authority figure or the authority figure is holding some naughty consequence over their head. But that does, and a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to be in that power exchange with my partner. Well, there's a lot of role plays that you can do where you guys are both equally, like you guys are both survivors uh, in the zombie apocalypse and you guys are hiding from the zombies <laughs> and, and they're coming to get you both and you guys have to work together to survive and now you're locked in this closet together which can just be a closet in the house and we're in there and oh my god they're outside they're totally outside what if we're you know this is it well let's just fuck let's just fuck in this <laughs> closet before these zombies eat our heads so now there's not a power exchange you guys are just in it you guys are both you know part of an alien experiment and they put you in an alien zoo, and the only way you can be nourished is to fuck. You know, so, you know, it's like an outside. So if you use your imagination, what is great about that for people that are monogamous? Ah, there we go. If you have people that are monogamous, and this is your chance, it doesn't mean you don't have to prepare for this, but this is a chance to be other characters. This is a chance to have sex with other fantasy characters, pirates, uh, famous celebrities, um, things like that. People get like, how do people sometimes prepare for these characters? You wait, let me get to, to your side. You just looked at me crazy. Uh, I, uh, I don't remember this. Problem. I'm like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, you were. I remember you talked about like how to prepare for the scene, like clothes, costumes, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Which doesn't doesn't have to be expensive. My God, you could go into your own wardrobe and find anything or past Halloween costumes or go to thrift stores. or Thrift stores are great. 99 cent stores, which you love. You can find all kinds of stuff just to get you in the mood. You don't have to go crazy. Yeah, it can be as simple as a little fake mustache that you get, you know, or on eBay, you know, you can order. Uh, kind of costumey oh, yeah. stuff. A lab coat does wonders. A lab yeah, coat, lab you coat's can... like eight eight bucks. I don't know. Have what, a like lab five, coat seven in, pounds. Your, in your closet, and you can do all kinds of play with that. I have done. I have my lab coat, my whole little doctor's <laughs> kit with my scrubs and some things, and I have used that so many times. And I think that whole little costume was forty bucks. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun, and and do it and do it according to what 
what it is that are your likes. I mean, I, there's a couple here at the club who love uh, uh, board games and gaming. And so they use a lot of their backstories and their tensions and dragon stuff and stuff that they really and, and then they bring that and that yes because they have that shared history so that's what works with any couple find that shared history find the thing that that excites you both that you can both relate to it's the worst if only one person wants to do it and the other is just sure. going along and then you have to do both both characters like in you, the script yeah. <laughs> but also what's what's exciting about a role play is like Anthony kind of touched on is you can spend weeks building this scenario where you're actually going to be, and that gives you time. In acting, it's about building your backstory so that you have actual experiences, that you have created experiences that you can draw on in the moment. Like, why am I in this room? You know, Why do I give a fuck about what's going on? Oh, well, because... This character has gone through this and that, and they survived a war, and they, you know, they have amnesia. And so, you, the more work you put into your role play with your partner, a, you're building intimacy because you're now working together to create this fun story that's going to enhance uh, your play and your sex life and your connection. And was there a B? I don't know. There's a thing I named them all an A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a retard. It's just A. <laughs> but no, I'm just. I, but I, and, and it's true, you know, because this this couple that I'm talking about, it, that's important. They, they can be, have a lot of backstory and a lot of discussion, but they they perfect as they go. They've done certain scenarios over and over and over again. They try different things uh, until they, they get it right or they get it to where they want to be. So don't be upset if the first time it doesn't work out. This is a fun thing that you can hone. Yeah, you can you keep can working. It, yeah, and, if, and if you have a yeah. bad scene or if someone's not into it in the moment... Don't worry about it. If you guys are in a relationship together, or if you guys are seeing each other again, then you yeah. guys can do it again. Now then, what about Kathy doing things in public? Oh, <laughs> the responsible uh, perverted podcast host uh, that I am will say, don't involve others non-consensually in your scene. And that is non-consensually if you're going out in public. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a scene. like Especially like a kidnapping scene or something like well, that. That's all sorts of problems. That is all kinds of problems. I saw Brad Pitt do that. Fucking Brad Pitt did what? like some prank show. And he showed up at a movie theater and got out. And everyone's like, holy fuck, it's Brad Pitt. And he's just like, hey, everyone, how's it going? Whatever, and Brad Pitt, you know. And people are like getting their phones and shit like that. And all of a sudden a van pulls up. And fucking three guys jump out and fucking kidnap him. And he's kicking and screaming and punching. And people are like, holy shit, holy shit, calling 911. Oh, my God, it was Brad Pitt. They're fucking kidnapping Brad Pitt. I didn't think that was a good idea. I, that's a prank. That's, that's a, And it's obviously it's a prank. But that now, is wrong. now the next time anybody sees some shit go down... I'm not going to be the dumbass that fucking calls nine one one and gets sucker. Yes, there is a responsibility. You so have I would say that like was that. Uh, as as well thought out and whatever it was. I'm going to say that's a completely douche prank. Yeah, and that's kind of why I'm not into prank humor in general because it's always involving kind of someone non consensually. Yeah. You're always someone is always the butt of that joke. You're going to fuck with somebody. Um, as much as you can, and then laugh at them, you know, and, and then tell them they don't have a sense of humor if they don't like it. And yet, and yet, you and I have engaged we, in public 
play non-consensual, and we involve the public in our play. That was our douchey moment. That was our douchey <laughs> moment. But I have to say it was fun. It was so much fun to go to the 99 cent store with you, and it was Mew and Bunny, right? Yeah, it was Mew and Bunny. Yeah, and pretend that you and I were married, and we were the mom and dad, and, then, and every once in a while you would cop a feel with one of these two who were your kids. Don't tell your mother. <laughs> Come here. I'm sorry, but we're you kiss just as good as mommy. <laughs> it so, was so wrong. It was. I mean, it was done so over the top that it, it was, was kind of exaggerated. It was so exaggerated. Don't talk like that to your dad. Yeah, and people are like, really? And they're just, we're just laughing. And so, but in a sense, that we could have douchey. if that could have been misconstrued. Yeah, uh, and. If another kid saw it, we well, I mean, we weren't, we weren't doing careful. shit when they were fucking kids. Well, I wasn't. I was watching for, you know. Oh, really? Yes. No, I don't believe you for a second. Yes, I was. Mister Grab going up and down the aisles of Nine Cents, grabbing a plunger, I, sticking it on your I head, and going, "I'm be... a lovely unicorn." Okay, that's not. <laughs> that's different. I'm not grabbing uh, anyone. I'm just a. I'm just a unicorn. <laughs> in the. Which was a dancing unicorn, by the way. Purposing plumbing products at that point. Uh, Really, uh, to me, the more concerning one is you don't want to expose anyone out in public to overt sexual behavior. They didn't. They didn't sign up for. I mean, especially if there's younger people. But even someone who's just got really kind of a different kind of a moral code. Why would you force that on someone in public? That's just douchey. That's really douchey. So. And that and that comes down Anthony to like just called us douchey. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm a douche. Were, you weren't fucking at the ninety nine cent store. I'm, I'm talking kidding. about. Yeah, that. I think there's well, and then there's a, a lot of role play is sex in public, and at what point uh, you know it's the thrill of getting caught. And, He's got some know. fucking balls coming on the show, calling us douche. No, not you. Jesus, fucking there's a great sit down, jaguar. Fucking jump, just jump out of the fucking helicopter and. <laughs> Your daughter's saved, and there's no other parallel That's universes. Right. Um, no, there's. It's funny. There's this whole kind of movement of it seems like European porn where they do shit like that. In a lot public. of yeah, a lot of people. I saw in public. one. It was the great. It was. I, I was really fired up for this old man. So some like Euro porn chick, twenty year old, on some busy street corner in some Germanic speaking type country, masturbating with her skirt up. And this old man in the background sees it. He gets so outraged, he comes storming up and smacks her in the back of the head. And I'm like, "Yeah, I I get that. He's right. You know, don't fucking do that in public. God knows who's driving by when you're doing that. I, I it's that's why we have threshold. God damn it. Kathy and I's heads are like all. Mer. <laughs> We've been bad. We've been so bad. <laughs> Jaguar. Jaguar put the the herd on us. Let's not let Anthony back in. <laughs> no s'mores for you, Dick. You know what? Truth is truth, and yeah. your kink, what you do, does affect other people. And just if you're going to do a kidnap scene in the forest, try not to get yourself shot. Have spotters to look for hikers that might be out there. And if you have someone tied up against a tree and you're molesting them. Uh, most people figure out how they are going to interpret what you are doing. And if you don't have spotters that can scream, hiker, uh, so you know to put some clothes and untie your victim, don't do shit where you can get caught. Because people can get their ass kicked or shot or go to prison or, you know, any number of things. So, yeah. That's good. So Role playing. Let's get out of this topic. <laughs> let's move on. Oh, I look. think that's it, isn't it? Oh, look at that. <laughs> 
And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to everyone in the Love Lab tonight, to Unger and everybody in the chat room. Hey. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> to Sticks and Paper Doll for regaling us with their sexual Wait antics. What? Bang! Unger got Mew and Bunny a present, and we didn't open it. Get the scissors. Are we supposed open to open it. on the show? Yeah. Oh, this is what happens. Don't give her a knife. Give her scissors. Oh, good. She has a knife. Never mind. Everybody run. <laughs> Homecoming Queen's got a gun. Okay, go ahead and open it. And go into the microphone so you can hear the crinkles. I want to hear crinkles. Here, here, here. Here, just, just go and just rip it open. That. Oh, my God. It's Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, hungry hungry hippo because all you want for Christmas is a hippopotamus. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go. It's like a cheap thinking mew and Thank sticks. you, Anthony, for giving us all of your role playing uh, knowledge. <laughs> and thank you, Mew, for being cute and adorable. And <laughs> Sticks, thank you so much for supporting the podcast on Patreon. We love seeing you and your giant big gulp in the love lab. Oh, thank if you. you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. Boogie, take us out. And thank Sticks and Paper Doll for validating <laughs> Kathy and I's desire <laughs> for people to have more intimate connections. Connections. Because of what we do with the bend <laughs> in the curve. And that's what we do. Show... Show 134 is now done. We will be here next week for show 135, which will be New Year's Day. Yes. So um, peel yourself a well. You can be in the chat room. You can listen to the show anytime. But uh, we will be here, and we keep doing this, and we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. The song we'll take you out with, I only have one Christmas song, and I almost (laughs) got shot by nine cops recording it. So here's going to be the Christmas booty song, and we will see you guys next week. This is the world's most brutally honest Christmas song And it will solve the mystery about what a man truly wants for Christmas This present sucks Always the same old gift Either a butt, ugly tie Or a shirt that won't fit I'm a working man I have simple needs At Christmas time I want a woman who will get on her knees So listen up, St. Nick, you can keep the fruitcake. Cause all I want for Christmas... Santa, please get me laid. I need a special place to plant my Christmas tree. A nice warm stocking, if you know what I mean. She can be skinny or fat, I'll even let you choose. I'm so damn desperate, I don't care if she is missing a tooth. Pretty please, Kris Kringle. My sanity's at stake. Cause all I want for Christmas. Santa, please get me laid. We don't care if we sound snooty. All men want is the Christmas booty. Yeah. So now I'm sitting here and it's Christmas morn. But there's no girl in my bed. Just hand lotion and porn. What the hell did I do wrong? I didn't ask you for gold. All I was a frisky little ho 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 you let me down mr claus and i will never be the same i'm gonna forget about christmas because santa won't get me laid all i want is a christmas food
Fat Santa.